0: Get ready to grip it
1: and rip
2: it. All right, let's move on. We got golfers waiting.
1: Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is Tea to Green, the golf show.
3: That's right, golf is the language spoken here every Sunday, 52 weeks a year, right here on Tea to Green, the golf show. Hello, fellow golfers, Jay Richie, Jerry Butenhoff, from the five star Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado, the home of t to Green and the home of the 2018 US Senior Open. It'll be here at the Broadmoor in late June of next year. And speaking of the Broadmoor and the Senior Open, our first guest on the show today, the Director of Golf here at the Broadmoor, Russ Miller, 2018, is almost here. And in 2018, the Broadmoor, among other things, will be celebrating its 100th anniversary. So lots of stuff happening over the next 12 months here at the home of T to Green. And we'll talk to Russ about the 100th anniversary celebration, some renovations that are going on here at the Broadmoor, including right here at the Broadmoor Golf Club where we broadcast the show every Sunday. And, of course, preparations for the the best senior golfers in the world who'll be back here at the Broadmoor competing. They were last year in 2008. The Senior Open returns in 2018, the 100th anniversary of the Broadmoor. Russ Miller on hand today to tell us all about the upcoming events. Then later in the hour, we'll visit with a good friend, who returns to T to Green, Rick Arnett with Avid Golfer in Dallas, Texas. Uh, we'll talk to Rick about the 2017 golf season just past, and about the 2018 golf season just around the corner. We'll also get his thoughts on the return to competitive golf of Tiger Woods. Rick Arnett today on T to Green. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck. It is America's longest-running network radio golf show. Jay and Jerry teeing it up with Russ Miller next as T to Grain continues right after this.
4: Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call.
3: by golfers for golfers it's t to green the golf show you found it jay richie jerry bootenhoff from the five-star broadmoor resort colorado springs colorado big christmas tree is up an annual thing here at the broadmoor and we're uh, getting deeper and deeper into the 2017 holiday season great to be
6: back with
3: you jerry how you doing
6: good Uh, you know um I don't remember the green part of the ornaments in the tree before. Were there green ones in there before? Oh, it was just one. the red and gold. You got me. And the silver. Yeah. I think the green is new.
3: Yep, the big uh, what is it, about an 18 foot? Uh, yeah, well,
6: 14. I'm I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah. Right here. There is not. Um, you can't really see any limbs it's there's so many decorations on this thing you can barely see that there's actually uh, limbs and everything on it but got a big show for you today
3: yeah looks good got a big show for you today later in the hour uh rick carnett returns to td green rick is down there in uh, the dallas area has his own radio show there and he's also very involved with avid golfer magazine and very opinionated guy we always love talking to rick and get his thoughts on golf the golf season the just uh, the, just past 2017 and, of course, uh, 2018. And the return of Tiger to golf, too, uh, playing this week at the Hero World Challenge. We'll get some thoughts uh, from Rick on that later. And yeah, our first guest is here at the Broadmoor, and it's a good thing because he works here. He's uh, he's also our boss, the director of golf here at the Broadmoor, Russ Miller, sitting right across the table from us here
7: at the clubhouse. Russ, how you doing? Good morning. Doing great, thank you. How's that knee? stiff yeah <laughs> At, uh, uh, knee replacement knee replacement about two and a half weeks ago so uh no golf for me for a while for a while
3: yeah you and me both were on the
7: injured reserve <laughs> we are <laughs> we are good time of year to do it yeah that's yeah. true
3: that's definitely true uh so uh having you here reminds me that just about a month from now the place we're sitting in doing the radio show and we've been doing it every every sunday here for gosh it seems like forever since 2006 it's going to start looking very different
7: it is we're doing a big project it's called uh, the area we're in will be called the heritage hallway and we're going to showcase the history of golf at the broadmoor which honestly we haven't done a great job at Um, when you have folks like dal finsterwald and judy bell and barbara mcintyre just the members and the staff that have been here for a long time and the championships they won needs to be showcased so uh, when you enter the building and all the way down the hallway to the golf shop and to the grill uh, will be displays of, of that history, um, the former golf professionals here, uh, the championships we've held. We're going to call it the men and women in golf, Jack Nicholas, Hanukkah Sorenston. So they'll have their own little areas
6: and some great artifacts and uh, it'll be a neat, neat display. Do you have a a good uh, selection of photos from all of those times that you can throw in here, I'm I'm guessing? We do.
7: We actually went to Judy and Dal and some others and got some rare photos that that we actually had in our archives. And then um, it's interesting. I went to Judy Bell's home the other day, and, um, you know, Judy's done everything. And Judy and Barbara and Tish Bruce lived together, who all three won championships. And they had collected all this memorabilia over the years and just put it in their basement. And you're talking about some neat archives, and we found some things that um, need to be displayed. They deserve that. Yeah. So we're, we're putting that together, and we have an archivists helping us and some experts. And um, you're going to walk in here and you say, wow, this is like a museum. Yeah. Judy, of course, is a member of the World Golf Hall of Fame. She was the first female president of the USGA, in addition to just her golf. Absolutely. She told me the other day the the greatest accomplishment she had, she won the Bob Jones Award, which is an annual award given by the USGA, and it's for service to golf. It's not through playing, it's through service. And she said of all the things she's won, all the things she's done, that was the number one uh, greatest um, thing she'd ever received, and she's very proud of that. She let me have her actually Bob Jones trophy for one day and decided, you know, I want that back in my house. And she came <laughs> back and took it off, <laughs> But I'll have a picture of it. Yeah, okay.
3: <laughs> and you mentioned the championships, and, and as you were you were saying that, I was thinking some of the people who've won championships here at the Broadmoor, You've said Jack Nicklaus, Annika Sorenstam, Storen- Julie Ingster, So Young Yu, who is one of the top female golfers in the world. She was kind of unknown when she won the Women's Open here uh, back in uh, what 2011.
6: 2000- Ele- 11.
7: Yeah. 11,
3: so yeah. Well, it was
7: interesting. That was her first uh, major winner. I think it was her first win on tour at all. As Annika's 1995 U.S. Women's Open win here was her first win ever. So, um, and then Nicholas's win in 1959 was his first major right. championship win. So, this place has a history as Eduardo, all of them. It was his first championship win. So, I don't know, something about the place just lets them win their first one, and then they go from there. But So Young you has done tremendous. I think she's top three on the LPGA this year. And um, she was very young when she won in 2011. I want to say 21, 21. 20, back 21, then, I, I okay. Believe, yeah, okay.
6: So, it takes time, and, and she's doing very well. Yeah, it's interesting. She was one of those gals who was you know, already, a well, the, the gal that she beat in the playoff had called her a legend in Korea already because they had both won seven or eight times over there, but no one here knew them yet. But they certainly do now.
7: They do, and um, that's good to see. And, and, and one thing I respect her for, when she won, you do the interviews, and she had a very hard time speaking English. Um, couldn't understand you, and you couldn't understand her. The last four or five years, she's taken classes and had interpreters with her. She speaks very good English now, and I respect that.
3: Yeah, uh, we're with Russ Miller, director of golf here at the
7: Broadmoor. So, how long is all the renovation going to take? It's about a six to eight week process. You never know to you finish, but um, it's a good time to do it. We start January second, and we'll open up uh, officially April first. Yeah. So, is 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 this? foyer whatever you want to call it still going to be here it'll be here just completely changed Um, once again when you walk in you have all these blank areas it'll be a history showcase of golf at the broadmoor and uh, every area will have its own little theme and you're doing the uh, pro shop too pro shop it's old and tired like i am so it it needed (laughs) like my knee it needed some fixing up so we'll completely renovate it also yes
3: So that I mentioned the 100th anniversary of the Broadmoor. In conjunction with that, of course, you're getting the Senior Open back here. What are, the, what are some of the other events maybe that people can will hear about or look forward to?
7: Yeah, and this was planned. Uh, the Friday of Championship Week for the U.S. Senior Open is actually the birthday of, of the hotel being 100 years. So, But it's not just that week only. Um, starting January 1st through the entire year of 2018, Each month will have its own theme to celebrate the anniversary, and its history, and people that were here, and celebrities that were here, all all these different themes. So this starts January 1st, and it's a year-long celebration, and then to throw in the Senior Open in the middle of it, June 20th, 5th through July 1st, it's just a bonus.
3: Yeah, you talked about some of the uh, photographs, some of the the things that... uh were chronicled here at the broadmoor through the years and you had a guy bob mcintyre who was here for like (laughs) 50 years we've had we had bob on the show we were fortunate to have him on the show before he passed a few years ago and
7: anybody who came through here in those 50 years of note he took a picture of it he did uh if you go over to our west hotel there's a hallway that has every celebrity that's ever they had to have stayed here and actually as a guest and there's hundreds and hundreds, and uh, from Jackie Gleason to great athletes. Uh, rock stars. Rock stars. Yeah. Um, TV celebrities, comedians. I mean, it just goes on and on, and that continues. You know, we've added a few more this year of presidents. Uh, and there's a lot of great stories about the presidents. Uh, we have a great photo of Spencer Penrose, who was the original owner of with an elephant out here on the putting green, he used to let walk around with him when he played golf. Now, you couldn't do those things nowadays. But there's this incredible photograph, and that's that's history. And, and uh, it
6: just goes on and on. One of the photos that, that fascinated me the first time I ever went back and looked at that. There's one of I, it's Candace Bergen, and she's only 12 or 14 years old, I think, and she's with a couple of other. And maybe you can remind me of, of who she's standing with. A couple of other famous adults you know the photo? I know intake? the photo. Yeah. I'm not
7: sure who she's with. Yeah. But, but she wasn't famous at that time. No, obviously and She, became she very was famous. just
6: really young. Yeah. That, that, that yeah. one, that one you know, just stood out to me.
7: Yeah. and You know, it's funny. Um, the golf professionals that were here, and we're going to showcase them as well. Uh, I'm the fifth director of golf since 1918. But these golf professionals themselves were celebrities. For example, Ed Dudley was here for almost uh, 20-some years. He was here in the summer in Augusta National in the winter as golf professional. Now, what an ideal job situation yeah. that is. <laughs> um, Dale Finsterwald, obviously, everyone knows, was here for 28 years, won 11 tour events and a PGA championship. Um, the first golf professional, uh, Jim Barnes, came from Scotland, was the highest paid golf professional in the world. He was paid $10,000 for three months the first season. And those are just facts people need to know about. It's really interesting things. Um And hopefully I can continue the legacy. I'm not going to win a championship, but um, if I can continue to get championships, that will be my legacy, hopefully.
3: Well, I was going to say, that that is your legacy. Because since <laughs> you've been here, the Broadmoor has hosted a couple of women's Opens. It's hosted now a couple of senior Opens. Keep that legacy going. We're
7: trying. Thank you.
3: We need to take a break. We're going to talk more on the other side about part of that legacy next year's Senior Open with Russ Miller, Director of Golf, joining us today here on Tee to Green. Scott Cuddy's in Master Control. Jay and Jerry at the home of Tee to Green, the Broadmoor. We'll be right back. Destination listening for dedicated golfers. to De Green, the golf show continues. We're at the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Jay Ritchie, Jerry Butenhoff, and Russ Miller, Director of Golf here at the Broadmoor. We'll get back to Russ in just a moment, but first a reminder that to Green is presented in part by Smash Factor Golf Apparel. Based in Monument, Colorado, Smash Factor Golf specializes in golf polos and golf hats. To check out their full line and to get more information, head to smashfactorgolf.com with professional Performance polos for under thirty dollars and headwear at just fifteen ninety nine. You can put more smash factor into your game with Smash Factor Golf Apparel, the official golf apparel company of T. DeGrain. Check it out at smashfactorgolf.com. Russ Miller here at the Broadmoor, the director of golf for how many years now, Russ?
7: It will be twenty next May.
3: 20 next May, So you're coming up on a nice anniversary, a anniversary as well. I'm on an anniversary as well, yes, sir. Yeah, that's true. Broadmoor is going to be 100 years old in 2018, and as part of that 100th anniversary celebration, a number of events going on, and they're bringing back one of the big tournaments in golf to the Broadmoor. For the first time in, like, 10 years, the USGA's senior U.S. Open will be here in June and early July of next year,
7: played on the Broadmoor East, correct? That's correct, yes, sir. It'll be our eighth USGA championship.
3: So uh, you had some success in 2008 bringing the seniors in. You brought the women in uh, in 2011. And uh, when you were kicking around some things for the
7: anniversary celebration, how did you end up back with the Senior Open? the, The Senior Open itself fits the demographics of the hotel. Um, Our clientele tends to be in the age group of 45 to 75, and uh, everyone enjoys seeing the seniors. They know almost all of them. It's a little bit different from the women. You know, you have so many non-Americans on the women's tour and playing in the U.S. Women's Open. Nothing against them, but it's just they're not as recognizable. So the senior Open meets our demographics a lot better. Uh, And how does the course match the seniors' game? Uh, we'll play at about 7,300 yards. So at this altitude, it's a it's a very challenging, uh, difficult golf course. But that time of year, it's firm and fast. You know, 7,300 par 70 sounds really hard and long, but these guys still hit the ball a long way. Um, they may be 50 or 55, but they're probably hitting it as far as they were when they were 40. That's how fitness and equipment has has kept them hitting the ball that far. So. Um, um, it's not here, it's not really the length of the golf course. It's, as we know, it's the greens, it's the rough, it's managing your ball around the course. And um, I was just researching this morning, uh, back in 08, only three gentlemen broke par for the week. Uh, in 2011,
6: only two ladies broke par for the week. So uh, it's a challenge, it's a great golf course. And it's interesting, too, with the seniors, um, you know, any other tournament oh, um On the regular tour, 10 years apart, you're going to see a lot of the same people that were there 10 years earlier. We're going to have a whole new batch of players pretty pretty much uh, because those guys that were 52 and playing really well 10 years ago are 62 now. And either they're not playing at all or they're just kind of on the fringe of the Champions Tour.
7: I think we're going to hit it just right. Uh, Tom Watson and Hale Irwin are probably coming down to the end of their careers and we'd love for Hale to play. He's he's right now saying he's going to. Uh, Tom is saying he's going to. But on the other end, you have uh, Steve Stricker, who will be first eligible next year. Uh, John Daly, who would play in his second senior open. So you have a 15- to 20-year age gap, but people love to see Tom Watson as much as they love to see John Daly. So uh, uh, that's what's unique about it. You know, I think it's the only championship where a 20 year year age gap still has potential to do very well you don't really see that in the u.s open as much um, even in the women's open you don't see it as much but the senior open you do
3: and then you got a guy like bernard langer who just keeps well, on he's, defying time
7: he's he's a world beater and i want to say is bernard 59 maybe 60? Uh, 59 yeah. 60. 59 yeah. or 60. yeah um he's already talking about it. I've, I've seen him a little bit this year in other championships he's already talking about it and he's already getting out his green book and it's amazing. I, I think he does so well because he probably prepares better than any other player out there. Uh, in 08, he sent his caddy out here four or five times without Bernard being here himself. And uh, I got to know his caddy, and he would really pick your brain and walk the course and walk the greens. And unfortunately that year Bernard had a shoulder injury, and I think he still finished top ten, but yeah. he, he just wasn't feeling yeah. well or playing well. But I expect him next year to do very well.
6: You know, he's had a three-year run here that is just kind of, you know, incredible for, for you know, someone that age. Poor Scott McCarron won five times in the senior <laughs> tour this year, Champions tour, and no one even knows it exactly. because Longer won seven <laughs> or eight and, and a couple more majors and everything. Yeah. But you know, it's once again, that's what's great about it. You have a
7: 50 year old competing with a 60 year old and you have this 65-year-old Tom Watson's and Al Irwin's who are still competitive. That's that's pretty neat.
3: Yeah. So, and also helping as far as the preparations go, I guess is the fact that 10 years ago you had the seniors here and in
7: 11 you had the women here. So
3: the so the blueprint is sort of there, isn't it?
7: It is. But um, one thing we really try to do with the USGA is um, for a player who played in 08, they come back in 18, you want to shake it up a little bit. And I don't mean that in a funny way. Um For example, number three, which is normally a par five, played as a par five in 08, we're going to play as a long par four. And then 17, which played as a long par four, we're going to play as a 610-yard par five. So it gives them a little bit different look, but um, other than that, the the fairway widths are slightly narrower than they were in 08. The rough is going to be slightly higher, but um, the greens will be about the same, and and, um, it'll be a challenge. I would. If the conditions are right, I, I don't think anyone's going to shoot 12, 13, 14 under. I Man. just don't think so.
3: You mentioned Langer's caddy coming out and doing some, I guess, scouting mm-hmm. of the course. W- will we get a few players coming out when they get a, uh, maybe a spare weekend or sometime during the week and
7: just uh, playing the course? We will. We'll get a lot of them start coming out in May uh, once the weather turns here and, and the course condition's good. And, uh Most of them will come out, the the top end players will come out two or three times prior to the championship. We're also hosting the sectional qualifier this year a month in advance on these course, which is unique. So um, we'll have some tour players and some club pros and some other amateurs, top name amateurs, that aren't automatically in the field that will have the chance to qualify qualify here for the championship.
6: How far in advance do you set up the course as it's going to play as far as you know, shaping the, the fairways or narrowing them just a tad and, and letting the rough grow? Um, does that, is that going to start already when you first open already this year? It
7: has. Um, we determined the fairway widths and rough height about two years ago, believe it or not. So the fairway widths are in place now. Um, the rough heights we won't start till next spring because your day-to-day resort guests and members play, you don't want to have three-inch rough here. I can, yeah. Uh, you, you know that. <laughs> We've had, the, We've yeah, had yeah. this talk, yeah. <laughs> but it's, You know, growing up rough is very easy. You just stop mowing it for a yeah. couple of days. Yeah. And, and With our uh, weather here, it can grow a quarter inch a day. But the fairway widths are in place. Um, the contours around bunkers and the mowing patterns are all that are in place. So come May of next year, we just don't mow or we do mow, and it's pretty simple.
3: And when do you shut it down to guests and,
7: and, and members? It's two weeks prior to the championship week, so it's June 12th. And um, that gives us a chance to really get the roughs fluffed up the way we want them and to fill in divots and fill in divots on the tees and no ball marks and so forth. So when the players arrive here Monday of championship week, it's just pristine.
3: Russ Miller, director of golf at the Broadmoor, is our guest. I guess it also helps, too, having had a couple of major events here before with the non-golf stuff, all the all the preparations and all the – all the things that you have to do to host a big tournament like that.
7: You do. You have the hospitality side of it. Uh, we have twenty. We need 2,400 volunteers. Uh, we already have over 80%, and we're proud to say that our volunteers come from 50 states around the country. So you have an influx of people coming into town, and then you have to house them at hotels, uh, restaurants, rental cars. Uh, this championship will add about 480 full-time jobs next year, so we're very proud of that. And one thing that people may not realize, it's a $21 million economic impact to our city and county. That's not the championship itself, but that's additional hotel rooms and food and beverage and gas and rental cars and airlines and all those things. So this is a a boom for the community. I wanted to add one more thing, Jay and Jerry. Um, Our military friends that are listening, we really, really try to cater to our military friends. And Monday of championship week, all retired and active military and their families get in complimentary. And then the Tuesday through Sunday, they can purchase tickets for 50% off. So we have some special events for the military, uh, special hospitality for them to attend, them and their families. So we're very proud of that. Is Vince coming out to do a concert? Vince cool? He is. He's coming out Monday night um, of championship week. and. Uh you know, he's with the Eagles now, so uh, yeah. hopefully pretty soon we'll have a very, very special announcement to make on who's coming with Vince. Oh, oh. my
6: but goodness. But I can't say cool. yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, my be... goodness. <laughs> yeah. Now, you told us last year that we'd get a good table for that, so now we, we, we're really we going to hold of it media. to you. <laughs> yeah. oh, we yeah. take care of the media.
7: Vince, is, uh, Vince was talking about possibly trying to qualify, as John Elway's talking about. he's a pretty darn good golfer. He's a very yeah. good golfer. Yeah. Um, but now with his tour schedule, he's not sure, but... John Elway said he would love to qualify. He's going to have to wait and see how he's playing a couple of weeks in advance. So that would be wonderful if John could qualify. Yeah.
3: He maybe concentrate more on his golf than the
7: football here, though. He thinks going late. <laughs> vice versa, we're not sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is there a place people can go to get more information? Yes, just go to the Broadmoor website, www.broadmoor.com. There's a senior open link, and it has everything. All right. Sounds good. It'll be here before you know it. it.
3: sure will. Yeah. Russ Miller, 20 years here at the Broadmoor as director of golf. Get better. I will. You as well. Yeah. Thank right. you. Thanks for doing this Thanks today. for having me. Yeah. And uh, we look forward to the renovation, the anniversary celebration, and a big 2018. Absolutely. Russ Miller with us today. Rick Arnett from Dallas is our next guest. We're going to talk to him. He's with Avid Golfer. We'll get some thoughts on the uh, golf season just passed, the upcoming 2018 season. And in case you didn't know, Tiger Woods was back on the golf course playing his first round in nearly a year of competitive golf. We'll
4: talk about that, too, with Rick on T Degree. Green. And now, today's General Steel building tip. Buy a large lot with a friend or family member that can be split into two smaller lots. Some of the most appealing properties may be much larger than what you want or can afford, yet the seller may not be willing to break up a large parcel. So, if you can share the cost with someone else, preferably someone you don't mind having as a neighbor, you may be able to pick up a great building site for a reasonable price. And now, a word from General Steel.
8: Stocks are soaring, and construction spending across America has been on the rise. If you've been waiting to build, the time is now. Whether you want to expand your business or you want to build a new garage, call General Steel today. Our metal buildings are custom designed for your needs. For example, a 40 by 60 is a great space for an auto shop or a three-car garage. And if you call General Steel today, it's on sale now for under $25,000. Call 844-91-STEEL. 844-91-STEEL. That's 844-91-STEEL.
4: Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. There's only one other acceptable theory about how to hit a golf ball. Oh,
5: boy. Well, I'm afraid to ask. Well, what is it? What's the other theory?
9: Grip it and rip it.
1: (laughs) T to Green takes you to the driving range with our tip of the week. The Broadmoor is one of the world's premier resorts and the longest holder of the prestigious AAA Five Diamond Award. This 3,000-acre property has 700 rooms and suites, a world-class amenity spa and fitness center, plus more than 185,000 square feet of meeting space. The Broadmoor is located five miles southwest of downtown Colorado Springs and one hour south of Denver. The Broadmoor continues to stand in the forefront of world-class facilities, amenities, and service, combining modern comfort and convenience with an elegant charm of the past.
9: Hi, everybody. This is Mark Kelbel, the head golf pro at the Broadmoor. Today I want to speak to you a little bit about the setup, grip, two very, very important things to play consistent golf. If you want to hit good golf shots, you better learn how to grip the club correctly. Your left thumb has got to go about 1 o'clock, right thumb about 11 o'clock on the other side. They oppose each other. The club is gripped in the palm of the left hand and the fingers of the right. Very very important. They need to stay together to have them act as a hinge as much as possible. Now the setup, your feet need to be about shoulder width apart. Your hands about a Coke can away from your legs, left shoulder slightly higher than your right, that's important because your right hand is lower on the shaft than your left. Also your feet, hips and shoulders all need to be parallel, in other words you don't want your hips open, your shoulders open or one foot behind the other. This will help you hit good golf shots no matter what your lie is, no matter what the distance into the green is or if you're off the tee. For more on
3: the swing and on the grip, check out T2GreenRadio.com or visit your local PGA professional. It's your number one source for golf news and entertainment on the radio, T2Green, from the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado, Jay Ritchie, Jerry Butenoff. thanks to Russ Miller for dropping by and sharing a few things with us there. And a few secrets maybe too yeah. the cats out of the bag you know
6: we're just uh, 7 months away from championship sunday for the senior open next year so yeah. uh, like er- like everything it'll rush up on us before you know it and will be it'll be going on
3: it seems like it's so far away and then the next thing you know yeah, is here
6: it's really not no yeah uh,
3: we are joined right now by Uh, A good friend, from, uh, as as I mentioned, from the Dallas, Texas area, Rick Arnett's with Avid Golfer. He also is on this side of the microphone. He has his own radio show down there, and he talks golf. I think his show is on Saturdays in the Dallas Metroplex area. We welcome back to Tee to Green on the Tee to Green guest line, Rick Arnett. Hey, Rick, how you doing?
2: Doing fine, gentlemen. How are you?
3: Good. Thanks for doing this today. I I know we, we tried to get you on a few weeks ago. You were playing in a charity golf event down there. How did it go?
2: Uh, you know what? So we play down at Trinity Forest, where the uh, where the Nelson is going to be next year, and so it's going to be an interesting layout for these guys because uh, the greens are going to be somewhat diabolical. It's a very linksy type course. There's not a tree on the course, completely wide open. And so, as people have been going along, they've been seeing that the, okay, the course. Once you get some course knowledge, you can you can do okay. Um, the downside is going to be where we're we going to put everybody. The, the logistics are still kind of a big question mark down here, where the Nelson at the Four Seasons was, was everything was readily available. You know, the spa, the, the tour players, uh, families love coming down there, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out.
3: What prompted the move, the change?
2: Uh, AT&T, who's the, uh, now the lead sponsor for the uh, Byron Nelson Championship, they were approached by the city of Dallas to do something with, Essentially, a won't say a dump area, but it's it, it was totally unused piece of land south of Dallas. And so at said, okay, well, we'll sink some money into it. And we'll put a 1st deep program together to get the council members all on board. And we want to move it. We want to have our own venue. and We want to see if maybe Trinity Forest will attract maybe a, a higher flight event. And that's kind of how it all started. And now it's, uh, everybody's played it. Now, all the media people have played it at least a couple times. They wangled away in the invites. And, uh, but the bottom line is for the whole place, got, Jordan has shot seven under and seven over there. Okay. In consecutive rounds. <laughs> so a lot of this can depend. If there's any wind, if there's any wind at all, the greens are sloped uh, enough. They're fast enough. They got the new Bermuda that I'm not sure, uh, how many balls are going to be able to stay on the green. Quite honestly. Awesome.
3: Have the dates changed, or is it still the same time?
2: Yeah, it's right around the same time. The question, you know, for a while, guys, was was C- Colonial going to get an event this year because they lost their lead sponsor, Dean and Deluca. Which all of us here in Dallas were all scratching our heads. Why Dean and Deluca? They don't have any presence in Texas at all. They're a, kind of a boutique food uh, chain, and you know nobody knew who they were. They took Colonial out of the title. It was now the Dean and DeLuca Invitational. Yeah. And, you know, so they, so they bailed. And the tour said they gave the Colonial members an extra month to find a new sponsor. Nowadays, guys, it takes about 11 to $12 million to hold the PGA Tour event. And it's not as easy making up a call to Big Daddy, you know, oil well. And so he's going to write him a check. So the, the club might have to fund it this year, which, you know, how members are. Uh, they won't like that, but
6: that <laughs> is what it is. And, Rick, when, when, the, when the PGA schedule you know, makes a lot of changes in 2019 by moving the PGA Championship and everything, that's going to win, impact a lot of events on tour as far as when they're played, if they're
2: played at all. Here's my guess. My guess is they're going to stay at Trinity Forest for a while, and then at some point the players are going to say, wow, everything was right on site. Now we have to drive 20 miles to get anywhere. Uh I think we want to go back. I think the the Four Seasons would take them back because that would make – okay, so let's say they won a a, a PGA Championship in Dallas around that time. Or that would be three tour events in in the North Texas area, which would be unheard of in a a span of a month. It would be crazy. Yeah. So maybe what happens, one of these events – because let's face it, gentlemen, once the WGC uh, events were unveiled – if you weren't a major, it dropped everything back to a second tier. That if you weren't an invitational, especially Arnie and, uh, well, even Arnie, that tournament, they both didn't get it by a great uh, uh, field last year. They didn't. It, you know, Arnie was gone, and it was kind of like Byron Nelson When he passed, You thought everybody would come up and, and pay homage to the, you know, the king and the legends and everything, and it didn't happen. Mm. Uh, these guys make, unfortunately, way too much money, and they can pick and choose where they want to play rather than where they have to play because they're going to make a living.
3: Yeah. We're with Rick Arnett uh, from Dallas uh, with the Avid Golfer in the Dallas area. Well, have you, like everyone else, been glued to the TV watching the return of Tiger this week?
2: Guilty as charged. Uh, <laughs> Thursday and Friday, um, I, I parked it in our conference room and did all my work and watched with rapt attention. Um, now, I want to ask you guys first. What did you expect? What did you hope for and what did you expect?
3: I, I think I, I, I expected. I think I, what I got what we got was pretty much what I expected. I thought Tiger uh, would play okay, not great. He played okay, you know. The, but but you got to consider the course. It was it was not e. It was it wasn't exactly easy, but it wasn't exactly hard. Um, the field only 17 other guys in the field. Granted, they're pretty good pretty good golfer so 17 other guys but it's not like a fulfilled event and the the, the conditions at least the first two days were ideal and uh, it wasn't that hard to shoot a decent round things changed a little bit yesterday
2: yeah i my expectation was um after everything we had read and i was really surprised about this i thought somebody was doing a bit on us when ricky fowler and brad Pax and ricky fowler said uh, tiger was blowing drives past him and and Ricky averages three hundred off the tee. He's no slouch. And then uh, when Brad Paxton commented when Tiger played with him and uh, and, and Donald Trump that uh, and Dustin, Dustin that uh, Tiger was out driving Dustin on half the holes, half the driving holes. I'm thinking, really? I mean, this guy, this guy like a month ago was thinking I'm I'm hitting eighty yard pitch shots. You know, that's that's about the extent I can do. And now he's blowing it by people. So I'm thinking, hmm, that's interesting. But my biggest fear was the uh, last time we saw him, his pitching was uh, abominable. It was just, you know, we maybe you haven't had him. I know I have. When you get the, the putting yips or the chipping yips, yeah. everything's kind of a, I don't know what it is. It's just so foreign. It feels like you've never played the game before. And what happened to Tiger on Thursday and Friday, even yesterday, the, the course is, is Bermuda. It's out in the Bahamas. Uh, that tends to hold up for against water, but more importantly, um, there's a lot of chips around the green where you're hitting into the grain and they're slightly uphill. And the worst part is it's kind of damp. So if you ever try to try to nip a, a lob wedge underneath a ball on a tight lie on on soggy ground, it's it, it's guaranteed it's just a gunch. You know, you're just going to stick it in the ground and you're either going to hit it three feet or you're going to blade it over the green. And he had some of those moments, but. Thankfully, he didn't have a lot of them. He made some amazing saves. There was a, a save on on Friday. He's on the 17th, and he hits his he hits his approach shot uh, front right. the The pin is back right, so he's got to either hit a ridiculous putt into the fringe, or he, or he chip, or he can chip it. He takes a lob wedge. If you've seen this on on Twitter, it's mesmerizing. Uh, the PGA Tour posted it. He nipped this uh, ball off. A green into the fringe and had it uh, had it die like a foot from the hole. It was it was all world. It was it was vintage Tiger is what it was. And so my biggest concern. I know I'm long winded here, but my biggest concern was could Tiger make it four days? Because remember, guys, last year he shot a 65 in the second round, and then he ballooned, and then he tried to do a transcontinental trip. Granted, it's a private jet. And he WD'd after, after shooting a 77 because his back couldn't take the, you know, being um, cloistered up in a, in, a, in a plane for 12 hours. But he seems so much more friendly, seems so much more amiable. It's almost like a kinder, gentler Tiger, and guys, i got to tell you, yeah. if he can play anywhere close to what he used to, and he has this demeanor where he's a little more respectful, he jokes with the media, he will be off the charts popular again.
6: Yeah. Rick, you you touched on it a little bit. I I think what he does or doesn't do this weekend is meaningless in a certain point. Um, First of all, it's just a money grab and it's not a real tournament. But um, what he does, you know, a month or two down the road as far as is he really, really healthy and is his swing now something that will hold up? And is he really, you know, done with some of these little injuries? You know, what he, you know, come January or February, we're really going to know where he's at, I think.
2: Yeah, and I, I think the, the, pro, the progress is you play four rounds of golf because he's playing, you know, when he's playing back home, he's, he's taking a card. So, walking 72 holes in four days, I, I'm sure you both have done it. It's no easy task. I mean, by the third or fourth day, you're kind of slogging along. Um, and then after that, will he be able to play consecutive events? Mm-hmm. That's another one. So, all yeah. this is based mostly on stamina and recuperation. Rather than him being able to hit shots, but if you're exhausted or you're having a little bit of pain, obviously that affects your your game.
6: Rick, Rick, if we ride three or four days in a row, we're slogging along <laughs> by the <laughs> end. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. By all the end, Yes, golfers <laughs> aren't athletes. <laughs> Good point, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh, right. Uh, and uh, you, the other thing is, uh, you know, he he's Tiger Woods, but and he used to win events just by showing up. I don't think any of the guys who are out there now are afraid of Tiger. They respect him. They admire him. I don't think they're intimidated by him.
2: Not yet. I You know, I was I was very interested to watch Justin Thomas and Tiger uh, play together on Thursday because Justin Thomas can vomit. He might be the longest hitter pound per pound on tour. And I think there was a misnomer. Tiger blew. By uh, Justin's tee shot by about 20 30 yards on the first tee, but I believe Justin was using a three wood, and they yeah. don't make a lot of notes of that. Um uh, Henrik Stenson, when Tiger played with him the, on Friday, Henrik, I don't know when he hit the driver anymore. I mean, when we hit a 300 yard three wood, who cares, right? Yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Hey, uh, Rick, I wish we had a little more time. This segment just flew by, but come back and see us I'm again sorry. soon, okay? All right. And uh, have yourself a great holiday season, too.
2: All
3: right, gentlemen, thanks a lot for having us on, and uh, have a good holiday well. Rick Arnett, avid golfer, Dallas, Texas, with us today here on Tee to Green, a little bit about the return of Tiger Woods at the Hero World Challenge. We're going to check in our next segment. Jerry's taking us on tour as Tee to Green continues. Scott Cuddy in master control, Jay Ritchie, Jerry Butanoff at the longtime home of T to Green, Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Be right back. This is the fastest hour in radio and the quickest hour in golf. Boy, another hour just absolutely flying by, but we're not done yet. Here's Jerry to look at what's happening on tour.
6: That's right, mate. We're going down under I'm again done. for uh, our on-tour segment today. The Australian PGA Championship at Royal Pines, which is in uh, southern Queensland. Mm. I've been there. You've yep. not been there. No, I You should go. I, yeah, I've should. not been to Royal Pines, but yep. I've been to southern Queensland. It's in the Gold Coast area. Uh, it's all over, of course, because they're... Uh, 18 hours ahead of us or whatever, went to a playoff. Cameron Smith and Jordan Zunick both finished at minus 18. Smith uh, finished uh, fourth in the Australian Open last week, and Smith won it on the second playoff hole. He had to scramble to get up and down in the first playoff hole to extend it and then had to do the same thing on the second playoff hole, but Zunick bogeyed that. So Cameron Smith, not to be confused with Cameron Davis, who won Open. Last week, so a couple young names of Australia that may just show up in America on and off here in the next few years. Uh, another uh, young Australian, Adam Bland, who's a lefty, finished uh, one shot back, and then there were a couple more uh, at 14 under. Uh, Harold Varner was the top American, finished in a tie for sixth place. Hmm. So he's been a regular in the European Tour. The Australian PGA is part of the European Tour now, and so. Um, Harold Varner has been playing a lot on the European tour and uh, he was the top American at the uh, 12 under six shots back. Uh, Sergio Garcia was one shot back. He went down there to this event after the first day. And that's about all he did. Yeah. He pretty much played even par and finished well back. All right. Our thanks today to
3: our guest, Russ Miller, for joining us. Good to see Russ. And uh, we'll be hearing and seeing a lot more of Russ in the next uh, Seven or eight months or so as the Broadmoor prepares for the 2018 U.S. Senior Open in late June, early July here at the Broadmoor East Course. Renovations starting in the clubhouse here about a month from now at the Broadmoor. And thanks to Rick Arnett for joining us as well. Good show today. We'll see you next week. Till then for Jerry MJ. Hit them long, hit him straight.